Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks so much for keeping your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night. Such a pleasure to be hanging out with our Tech Vibe neighborhood tour here at All Lines Technology in Cranberry. We love taking the show on the road. It's way too much fun. Well, we're meeting some really interesting people. Totally cool people. Yeah, this has me? gotten me out of my comfort zone. I know. I just want you to know that. Because we're talking about hyper-converged technologies, man. <laughs> I like it. I just like he saying hyperconverts. I don't know. That's no, why I'm no here. No idea talking about, yeah. but we'll take exactly. care of it. But we're going to yeah. find out because we have the experts here. Absolutely. So, Alan, with all lines, uh, what do you do here, man? Uh, my name is Alan Vortius. I'm a senior infrastructure engineer here with All Lines Technology. Uh, been with the company for about eight months now. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, everyone else has like been here five years. So, I mean, so it's great. So you're just you're it, new to the company. It's but, interesting yeah. because it, it is actually somewhat of a, of a homecoming. Uh, okay. I know at least the, one of the other, one of my colleagues uh, who's been part of this, Justin Pippi, he and I worked uh, years ago at a company called Zytec. I remember um, Zytec, in, right. In Carnegie, Pennsylvania. And this isn't my first media rodeo either. Okay. Um, not to waste too much time, but uh, no. if you know Rick Seaback, who makes all of his of Pittsburgh movies and everything, well, in Pittsburgh A to Z, mm-hmm. the X in A to Z was Zytec, and they filmed me teaching a training class there, so I'm in. Wow, so we wow. need your autograph. Yeah, we need, we need autographs no, after. <laughs> <laughs> we think it's pretty cool. So, man. so let's jump into your world, mm-hmm. okay? And your position here is what? Uh, well, like I said, it's a senior infrastructure engineer. I do uh, both pre-sales uh, engineering and implementation work. Um, a lot of it recently has been centered around some of our own offerings, which we'll get into, which is infrastructure as a service mm-hmm. and, and uh, some of the other things. But uh, hyper-converged infrastructure, really I do all sort of everything data center, server storage, okay. virtualization. Okay, right. um, as a more recent hire, I came to the table with a little more exposure into the hyper-converged mm-hmm. world, so it's sort of been a natural fit into so that. So talk about that, frame that for well, our listeners. Well, hyper-converged infrastructure is, it, it's the unification of uh, your typical server, shared storage, and somewhat of networking components into an appliance-based model that'll scale linearly. That actually really interests nobody in terms of an explanation. Um, the easiest way to explain hyperconverged infrastructure is let me roll back the clock for you guys a little bit and think back to about 15 years or 15 so ago. 15 years ago, all right. Which is ancient history in terms of technology. Right. Um, but think back to 2002 when you were going to go on vacation and what did you pack to take with you? Well, you had a cell phone, most mm-hmm. likely. You had uh, either a film camera or a very early digital camera. Yeah, and it was like 500 uh, bucks fil- for two megabits. I had a film right. camera. Yeah. And you probably had a portable CD player, I'm thinking. Oh, right. With my Walkman, um, yes. And probably a whole bunch of uh, paperback books and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward today, and if you want to know what hyper-converged infrastructure is, reach into your pocket and pull, out your, pull out your smartphone. Um, because this is a camera, it is a media player, it can be an e-reader, it's a telephone, it does pretty much 
all of those tasks pretty well. And that's really what hyperconverged infrastructure does. Um, is it the perfect thing for every single use case? Mm -hmm. No. Is it great for a lot of use cases? Absolutely. It can really save money, not necessarily in terms of acquisition, but in terms of saving over time, maintenance, administrative overhead. Um, if you're recording a uh, media show and everything, you probably don't want to do it all on your iPhone. But you almost uh, can. Right. You almost it's, can. It's close. There, there have been feature-length films right. shot with iPhone right. cameras. Isn't that a, it's, right. it's amazing. Um, but if you're going to do a lot of video editing, you want something that's designed mm -hmm. to do that. If you're a professional photographer, you're still going to want an SLR with all of the lenses and everything else. Um, as much as we would all love to run our entire tech lives just on our mobile devices, um, there are still cases where you're pulling out the laptop. Right. So but not for long, though. Not for long. Yeah, there's something. I, um, never say never, okay. definitely. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the things that, that uh, Hyperconverge can't do, um, I'll say for the foreseeable future, which I'll say for three or five years, depending on how technology goes. So I can say three or five months. So is there it's not quite time? that fast. I, I gotcha. So what's the, what is the, the juncture of time for a company that might migrate to this? Well, I mean, it's, there's a couple of sort of tailor-made use cases for it. Um, Hyperconverged infrastructure arose out of virtual desktops. Um, that was the first real play that it, it came into in sort of an enterprise space. Um, the, the opportunity is new applications or a test and dev environment or a company that needs to segment uh, server and virtualization resources off into a DMZ, for example, so they don't want to have to provision separate storage. Um, and then it's if the refresh cycle hits, so they need new compute and new storage at the same time. Because you're uh, doing, okay. with the appliance model and its software-defined storage, um, the various different manufacturers have different approaches to how they do the software-defined storage, various vendors. Um, but you're replacing uh, your compute and your storage okay. at the same time. Okay. Um, so that's a natural. Right. And it's designed to, at least on a hardware level, reduce acquisition costs because it's all based on Intel, you know, uh, Intel processor commodity mm -hmm. hardware. Um, you can run it on, you know, super micro white boxes, for example. Uh, the uh, the discs are that are used are the cheapest possible ones as well, um, and it's designed to remove a lot of that overhead, give centralized administration, uh, reduce the amount of of touch points mm -hmm. required for an infrastructure. It's also really proven technology, uh, which a lot of folks may not realize, but if uh, you're an Office 365 customer, which is really all almost everybody these days. all of us, right? right, right. Um, Office 365 runs inside Microsoft Azure, and Microsoft Azure is a hyper-converged infrastructure. Um, same goes for Amazon Web Services. Same goes for uh, Google Cloud Services, all of them. Um, if you go into one of their data centers, you do not see blade servers and storage arrays. Right. You see rack after rack after rack of identical, no-name, white box servers, okay. and everything is done in software. Isn't that amazing? Would you have thought that? Yeah. Um, it, we've, it's been building towards that. There's There's been plenty of grid architecture type mm -hmm. products that have been coming out, uh, mainly in storage. Mm -hmm. Also, you have grid compute sort of, you know, supercomputer right. in a rack, which has been really about 
10 years, I guess, was the first mm -hmm. time I was told to go and sell that. Um, <laughs> I was told to go and sell that. Uh, well, you have to love your manufacturers who always have right. uh, the analogy I use a lot. Um, they have a hammer and then everything looks like a nail. <laughs> but um, it, it, that's sort of being able to distribute workload across inexpensive hardware um, just gets you better investment protection, better bang for your buck. Um, getting to the point where you have to upgrade something or replace something with new hardware becomes a whole lot less uh, impactful because you're replacing one appliance or two nodes in an appliance. You're not doing the fork as the right. quote unquote forklift upgrade right. of new storage array and, and everything. So, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. What should, we, what should we be thinking about for the future here? I mean, obviously, I mean, things are moving quick. Not as yeah. quick as I think they well, should be moving, but, so, uh, but what's, the, what, what are you thinking about? The, with the fit with hyperconverged infrastructure, and also touched a little bit of All Lines has yeah. an infrastructure as a service offering, which is base infrastructure as a service is what your Amazon Web Services and your Microsoft right, Azure right. do. And we're, we have ours, which our own is based on a hyperconverged mm -hmm. infrastructure. Um, we picked that platform to, to be able to build it and scale it and linearly scale it because when you're adding compute resources, you're also adding storage, and you can just add storage if you just need capacity. It's very scalable and very resilient. Um, really, companies and, and organizations, I won't just say companies because applies to nonprofits and everything too, um, are really, tr tr everybody's trying to figure out what do we do with this whole concept of cloud computing? Right. What right. do we put yeah, in public sure. cloud? Right. What right, do we right, keep right. on-premise? Right. And really, the, the goal is, and I, I think IT folks are starting to realize this, is end users and application stakeholders, which is more of the business side than the technology side, right. they do not care what their applications are running on. No. They just working. care that it as works, as it it turns it's on resilient, it. exactly. it's fast, and, it's and people can get the information, you know, get information when they want it, when they need it, as fast as possible without any interruptions or downtime. Um, and it's really focusing more on the end user experience with what can you do on your mobile device and Makes everything, sense. Makes sense. which is more important. Um, getting to that getting away from the hardware and software holy wars and have that, <laughs> yeah, being right. able to move workloads around and have that linear scale, being able to, if you need to surge out to a public cloud provider, but then bring your workloads back. Right. Um, private clouds are great for predictable workloads. Everything you know is going to happen 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sort of the public cloud stuff, because of the cost models of it and everything, is much better for surge loads, where end of quarter, oh my right. gosh, we've right. got, we've got, you know, right. we're doing we're doing better business than we thought we were going to, so we need more processing ca capability, so we're going to stand up some VMs out in the cloud and then turn them off when we don't need them anymore for sure. and stop paying. And at the end of the day, all lines is there too. You can analyze the needs and. and Recommend the best solution. Uh, we have a what it we, comes down to. We have so. a package service offering, which is going to be announced very soon on doing uh, both cloud and HCI okay. converged assessments for customers. Perfect. Oh, um, that's good. And uh, figuring out those needs, figuring out where our own infrastructure as a service piece. Absolutely. Uh, we also work with Microsoft to do Azure and that sort of stuff. We're a big partner doing Office 365. 
Um, the one thing I can say for our own cloud service, it's really designed more around resource pools than individual VMs, mm -hmm. like doing uh, Amazon Web Services or Microsoft Azure is. Um, the other thing which uh, we think is attractive for our customers is uh, the support infrastructure for it and our help desk and our managed services um, is right in the room next door to where we're recording right. this. All proximate. So it's right. all you know, right here in western Pennsylvania. Uh, we do not offshore it. We have staff here 24 by 7 awesome. by 365. Good all lines. So much. Go to alllinestech.com to learn more about that. That's correct. I love it, man. Thanks for stopping by, Alan. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Great, great stuff. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio. I swear, great, great stuff. This is great Jonathan Kirsting. And Audrey Russo. From the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. And thanks again to All Lines for uh, having us host our show here tonight. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.